Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back on NBA Finals File. Jabari Davis with seven-time champ Robert Ory. Time for part two of the 2016 Finals featuring the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Warriors are currently up 3-1 in the series, and no one has ever come back from a 3-1 deficit in the Finals before. So, you know, as we kind of alluded to at the end, nothing to worry about, right, Rob? Nothing at all. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into Game 5 because Kyrie and LeBron, they become the founders of a certain club. With Draymond serving a one-game suspension following the league's review of his backhanded swipe at LeBron's nether region. Draymond Green is one flagrant foul and two technicals away from being suspended. And he takes a little swing that misses after he objected to James stepping over him. The Cavs seem to take things to another level in this series. The two most important days of your life is when you were born and when you discovered the reason why you were born. I think we were born to be champions. Uh, we got tough old and conquer, but we can do it. Rob, remembering what you said about Jalen and how you were actually glad that your team didn't find out that he may have purposely stepped under Kobe, you know, intentionally stepped under Kobe at that time, I'm wondering what type of rally cry a situation like this can be for a squad. You know what? It, it, it's, it's, it's so weird because it can either be one or not. And when it comes to Draymond Green, you're like, eh, you know, this is Draymond. This is who he is. I think the rally cry was, yo, we down 3-1. We're down 3-1. We don't want to get embarrassed. Um, we want to get a win and try to, you know, put some doubt in the Golden State Warriors' mind. You know, so anytime you win a game, it puts doubt in the other team's mind. So they needed that. They needed that win. They needed it bad. 
Yeah, speaking of needing it bad, LeBron and Kyrie were just just brilliant throughout this game. You know, but it was actually the third quarter that created separation between the two teams. As a duo, they combined to go eight for ten from the floor, including four for four from deep. Rob, look, it's difficult enough to stop one guy when he's going nuclear in a game like this. What's it like when two guys are basically battering you back and forth like this? You know, I've been involved in a situation like that where Clyde and Dream went for 40 apiece in a series against the Utah Jazz. And it was just phenomenal to watch because now you don't know who to guard. You're sitting here, you're really turning each way, trying to say, who do we guard? Who do we guard? They're both hot. And think about that, 41 from Irving, 41 from James. And they just dominated. And if you look at the way they scored their points, you know, it wasn't just the three ball. It wasn't just from the free throw line. It was a little bit of everything, you know, they, 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 and they were efficient. And they both were more than 50% from the floor. And that's what you wanted to have from your, your stars. Kyrie was uh, 70%. LeBron was 53% from the floor. And when guys are able to shoot at a high clip in such an efficient rate, the other team is in trouble. Irving, just 24 years old, said it over and over again when he's healthy. A sensational offensive talent. Nearly falls, drives now, spins back, tough fall away shot, it's good! This, to me, was a game where Kyrie had his coming out party. You know, we always we talk, we always talked about Kyrie's greatness and how good he is and, you know, how good he was before LeBron got there and what he can do. To me, this was his coming out party where he showed everybody his handles, he showed everybody his ability to get to the basket and his ability to knock down threes because Kyrie was like, oh, we always knew he had great handle, but could he do it on the biggest stage that there is, the NBA Finals? And this game, to me, scoring 41 in an array of shots was and shooting at such a clip was his coming out party. And to that point, much like LeBron was seeing different looks and they were throwing all types of different bodies at him, same thing with Kyrie. And, and really, there was just simply no answer for it once, once he got it going in this one. Kyrie Irving throws up a left-hand layup. It's up a good... To Golden State's credit, Clay actually had his best offensive game at this point as well. As he and Steph, they combined for 62 points, and they included an 11 for 26 from deep. Thompson way outside. Bang! Thompson, long distance. Again! 26 first-half points. The trouble is, while LeBron and Kyrie were going off in the third quarter, the Warriors struggled, missing 14 of their first 20 shots of the second half and actually wound up going just 7 for 24 in the third collectively. Golden State does try to mount a comeback in the fourth, but they were unable to get the lead under 10 after the midway point. Curry on the break. It goes up in traffic. Rejected by LeBron James. Winding up with the Cavs rolling to a 112-97 win to pull within a 3-2 you know, deficit in this series. You just mentioned it. With the players, it's just about going out and getting a win. But on the other side of things, you had a 3-1 lead. Do you, are you a little bit more nervous at this point, or do you still feel like, no, no, we got a 3-2 lead, we're okay? It's like, okay, you're coming in with a 3-1 lead. Okay, you lose that game, big deal. We just have to win one. We just got to win one game out of the next two to be the champion. And when you look at this game, if you go back and really deep dive into this like we're doing, what has made the Warriors so successful has been their bench. We talk about the, the, the strength in numbers, their, their, their motto for the season. This is the one game where the bench really didn't come through in the clutch like they normally do. They only had 15 points. I know that might seem a lot, but it was a lot of those points was in scrub time. And so it, it didn't mean as much to the team as it needed to, during the course of the game. So even though Clay 
finest shooting stroke of this game. I mean, a couple of those shots he pulled up from the logo. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Clay is one of the best scorers in this game that doesn't dribble. And he's one of the best catch-and-shoot guys. If you look at – that's what makes separates him and Steph. Clay might be a better shooter, but Steph is a better shooter and scorer because he's able to do it off the dribble. He can do it in, you know, off balance. And Clay has just come off pick shooting, you know. Think about it. He scored – he can score so many points off one dribble, mm-hmm. you know. But going back to this, I think the bench, we always want to deep dive into these games and, and give you a little – uh, a little insight. And for me, the bench was a key. They really didn't step up that big. Bogut gave him zero points. Harrison Barnes, who was big in a couple of other games, was knocking down threes. He only had five points. And sometimes I, I, I would like to know, because for me personally, I know when your big dogs are shooting at a high clip, 37 and 25, it takes away from some of your rhythm that you have. And I wonder if that had anything to do with the way Harrison Barnes played because he did get up 14 shots, but he was only able to make two. You, you know, it, 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 it's an excellent point. And, you know, in, in to your point about, you know, them their bench scoring 15 points in this one, that was significantly less than they were accustomed to, you know, not just on the season, but in this series. I mean, just a couple of games back, they got 45 points of production from the bench. So, no, no, you're exactly right. And, and, you just, and, and it is interesting when you start to figure in like, you know, are, are guys simply out of rhythm? You know, was it a matter of, you know, you, you, the, the looks were slightly different because, you know, the main guys had it going. But either way, you know, the bench didn't step up in this one and, and they ended up losing. That was special. That will go down in the all-time greatest performances in finals history by my point guard. He was spectacular tonight. Irving slides inside. Thompson right with him. Irving, bank shot is good and a foul. Kyrie Irving does it again. Just offensive brilliance right here great defense the fade the use of the glass it feels great a win or go home situation just being resilient um but we're still down in the series we understand that we're still playing against an incredible team we got to come out even better in game six going on to game six lebron stays hot no surprise (laughs) Draymond might have returned to the action, but it honestly didn't do much to change the course of this series. You know, because like I said, LeBron stayed hotter than fish grease. The cat. <laughs> hey, look, we we too southern. We too southerners. We got to have a little bit of that. In there. Just, a bit. just even if it's just a win. <laughs> the Cavs jumped out to an eleven to two run to start the game, and honestly, really never looked back in this one. James left side picked up by Azili. Great pass to Thompson. Thompson packs it home. Precisely the start the Cavaliers were looking for. In fact, the Warriors didn't even reach double figures until a last second jumper from Iguodala that made it thirty one eleven at the end of the first quarter. Rob, did you notice? Did you notice in the early going because Bogut, you know, he 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 goes down with injury the game before. Now, and I recognize, you know, Golden State, you know, they, they made their bones with their small ball lineup. But did you notice any adjustments to their rotation, given that Bogut simply wasn't available at this stage in this game? Um, the rotation changed in the sense that, you know, now they're going to go with the small lineup. And even though you had uh, Festus over there who could come out and give you minutes. But you know what? He went back to last year. He says, this is the lineup that took me to the top with Draymond at the five. So why not try it again? And I think one of the things that we forget to talk about Bogut, excellent rebounder, excellent offensive rebounder. And he was really good at those drop passes in the post. You know, that which allowed Draymond to free up, you know, and knock down some threes like he did in the previous game. Now, 
Draymond becomes a facilitator and he has to be in that situation where he's getting guys involved and doing things of that nature. But in the big scheme of things, this is the Golden State Warriors. You know, they got the Splash Brothers. They they just won a championship. I don't think anything that was been going to be thrown at them, they hadn't seen because they were the number one team in basketball where everybody was trying different things to beat them. Let's remember, 73 wins. Clay does get hot in the third quarter, and you know he scores 15 points on six of eight shooting. Helps bring the Warriors back to within nine, heading into the fourth. Hand off Clay, pump fake, fires a three, got it. Clay Thompson nailed it down the left sideline. But then LeBron and Jr. But you know you know put them to bed. They combine for 25 points on nine of 12 shooting, and they're able to thwart the comeback efforts. How come the Cavaliers' long lead past the Smith? He'll dump back to LeBron. Oh, LeBron touches on the alley oop. Of note in this one. And I and I and I was wondering how you felt about this as you watched the footage. Of note, I do want to mention this because Steph fouls out with just under five minutes to go in this game. You know, he gets frustrated, he screams, he winds up firing his mouthpiece into the crowd, it strikes a fan. And a foul on Curry, and Curry's gonna get it with a technical. He throws his mouthpiece after fouling out of the game. First time he's fouled out since December 2013, and then gets hit with a technical foul with 4.22 remaining. The frustration setting in. Curry finishes with 30 points. So let me ask you this. The, the act aside, if you're on the other side of that court, are you thinking, we got him. We got him right where we want. Like, or, or is it just like, you know, you understand he's a competitor and, you know, all competitors lose their cool at times. We give him that look like, yeah, we in your head. And sometimes that's all you want to do. You want to get inside a player's head. That's why, you know, Draymond does the little things. That's why, you know, LeBron does the little things. That's why all players do these little antics to try to get inside other players' heads. And you think Steph is not a player that normally loses his cool. He's, you know, cool hand loop. Um, But when you see him fire his mouthpiece out of his mouth and fouls out and gets ejected, you know two things. We're, We're in his head. He's frustrated. And that, oh, wait, it's Steph Curry. Is he going to use that to be great in the next game? So those are the things you think about. But you, but the biggest thing is you think about we in his head. And that's all you want to do because next game, you got to do whatever you can to let him know or put that little bit of doubt in his head to let you know that you're for real. Absolutely. So LeBron winds up with 41, 11, and 8 in this one. 41 again? Yeah. Four, he also <laughs> he also throws in four steals and three blocks, just, just for fun. <laughs> Tristan Thompson, he's with, he was really good in this one as well. 15 points, 16 boards. Tristan Thompson with a double-double here in the first half. Kyrie didn't shoot well, but he spread, out, he spread around his contributions to the tune of 23 points, four boards, three assists, two steals, two blocks. All right, so Rob. You know, you, you kind of have this unique relationship with Steve Kerr in the sense that if you weren't winning, his team was winning, <laughs> winning the <Yeah>. title. <laughs> in this situation, you know, you guys have seen all types of different situations play out. What do you think his message was to the team after this one? And what are and what are the guys saying in the locker room? Um, hey, guys, you remember that 73-9 and nine record that we got? Mm-hmm. This is why we're here. Just in case something like this happened, we'll have – home court advantage. We're going back to Oracle, and we don't lose at Oracle. I feel like we could have closed it out a long time ago, but here we are. It's tied up 3-3, and we're going to be going back home. So if you told us being your season one game to win the championship in Oakland, we'll take that any day of the week. So you try to give him that speech and tell him that you need to go home, eat right, rest right, and do whatever you need to get your mind right. 
because this is the most important game that you will ever play. And you have to tell these guys all these scenarios to get them focused because it was going to be a battle because you got your star player who's frustrated, who just got kicked out of the game. You got your other guys who haven't been shooting the ball consistent and your bench didn't show up. So you need all these things to try to motivate your players to come out and be ready for game seven. Absolutely. Okay, so the Cavs, you know, you know, as mentioned, they take that one, 115-101. James finishing touches on a magnificent performance. And there's the buzzer. Game seven, Sunday night in Oakland. But let's go ahead and take a quick break here, because when we come back, it's time for an epic game seven. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DK Hoops only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back here on NBA Finals File. Let's jump into it. We got game. I, I, you know, it is cliche, but there are not better words in sports than game seven. Two of the greatest words. In the world is game seven. I've never stepped foot in March Madness where it's just one game and you done, or one game and you win it all. It was it's like that feeling. It's like one game. 
Yes, Game Seven is where the stars shine the brightest, and where uh, how do they say it? Uh, where superstars become legends. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is where even this is where others be, be step onto the stage and get nicknames like Big Shot Bob. Hey, you know exactly, exactly. <laughs> on that on that note, where where was Big Shot? You know, at the time of this game, I remember where I was. I was watching it intensely, <laughs> even though it wasn't you know, you know my team wasn't in it. Where was I? I was at home enjoying this. I had my popcorn. I'm ready. Think about this. I I really haven't been involved in that many game sevens in the finals. So I'm been. always interested in to see how teams react in game sevens. Who's going to come out? Because a lot of times when you're at home, that first surge is to let you know if you're going to either win it or lose it. Because home teams have all that energy from the crowd. We always talk about the crowd. And we always talk about home home court events. This is why you need the crowd so you can come out and punch that team in the mouth early and let them know, yeah, you should have fought hard during the regular season to get home court advantage. But, you know, in this game, I'm like, hold on. What's happening in the first quarter? This is a good game. So I was excited about this. Welcome to the 19th Game 7 in NBA history. Will tonight be the very night that Cleveland fans have spent decades dreaming about? To be on someone else's home floor. To be around the adversity and the animosity and the the crowd of someone else's fan base. And it's just you and your 14 guys and your coaching staff. It's no better atmosphere than that. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and jump into it because at the start of this, it felt, you know, even despite the series turnaround, it felt like a game where, okay, the Warriors are going to find a way to get one at home. You know, they, they're going to find, they're just going to find a way. This is, to your point, this is why they went out and won 73 games. This is why they went out and made sure that they got it. Especially, Especially when you have Draymond playing his absolute best in the biggest game of his career to date. He starts off that first half, 8 for 10 from the, you know, from the floor, including 5 for 5 from deep. Tim Draymond's wide open, takes another 3, 5 for 5! Wow. Think he's feeling it? Makes his quick move, stops underneath, layup is good! Draymond Green has 21 points! I always thought those Dubs teams were all but unbeatable when Draymond is locked in and making threes. Because at a certain point, it really is just a matter of pick your poison given all the other weapons, right? Oh, no doubt. If you look at Draymond, when he hit those five threes in the first half, I'm like, oh, that's a wrap. I'm go, I'm, yep. I'm about to go out and do something different because <laughs> they're about to blow them out. But you know what? Sometimes you got to still wait to the end of the show because the game ain't over until the person says it's over. <laughs> and that and and that's exactly the case because the thing is even with that unexpected production from Draymond, the Cavs kept it to just a 7-point deficit at the half. And they had to feel good about their chances. James, the two-handed slam. What is coach Lou's message at that stage? Every coach is going to say, "Hey, we survived that first round. We didn't play great because they didn't you know, they had spurts where they played good in the first quarter, but they only scored 19 points in that second quarter. So they didn't play great. They said, look, we didn't play great. Look what Draymond did. He played exceptional. They're playing exceptional. And we're right here. We're right here. We can win this thing. We just got to go out and have a good third quarter. And if we're able to do that, you know, they put a little doubt and then we scare them a little bit. And then we can win this thing. We got to be better. We got to pick our body language up. All right. We got to play harder. We got to be more aggressive. All right. And listen, man, everything we got for 24 minutes, man. So everything we got. It, it is so funny that the third quarter, when it comes to game sevens, are the most important quarter. You know, whoever can come out 
and, and show their dominance is the team that usually comes out on top. Ten to shoot. LeBron shuffles to his left. Gives J.R. Smith for a contested three. He's got it. Good start here in the third for the Cavaliers. And for players, they know this. So every locker room is always preaching third quarter. And win the third quarter, you win the game. And speaking of that third quarter, LeBron actually is cold in the third quarter. But he does dish out five assists as Kyrie, J.R. Smith, and Tristan Thompson. They got things going for Cleveland. Outside of J.R. sidestep, Thompson for three. Got it. J.R. Smith, a heat check. Back-to-back threes. The Cavs were able to cut the deficit down to just one point heading into the fourth. An entire NBA season coming down to one final quarter to decide a champion. And, and, and as crazy as it is, even you even discussing it right now, I'm, I'm back in that mode where it's just like ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. Because to be honest with you, the finale of this quarter, the finale of this game, while I, you know, I've been blessed to see a lot of different, you know, a lot, a lot of great action, a lot of great basketball games, it might be my favorite. It might actually be my favorite, just given the, the back and forth that we got. I, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, I think this game for me, um, and watching Draymond Green play, I was like, okay, he's a good player. Now, he's a borderline this, borderline that. But he has a knack for when it's the big stage, he steps up into the biggest moments and play really well. Thirty, If you to tell me Draymond Green scores 32 points in game seven of an NBA Finals, I'm like, with the Splash Brothers, it's a wrap. Yeah. And I think Draymond Green is that one guy who went home and looked at himself in the mirror and said, you know what? I laid an egg by getting suspended for a game. So I got to come out and make sure we win this game seven so I can get my ring. He did what he could while he was on the court. I will absolutely give him that. I will absolutely give him that. So the game is tied at 89 with 330 left. And Rob, we absolutely get the ultimate showdown that we were, you know, that, that, that this game was, that series was promising to be. Let's move forward just a little bit in the action because the, the, the teams were exhausted and they're missing a bunch of shots. But Iguodala rebounds a Kyrie attempt at one with 155 left in the game and starts racing up court. After swinging it to Curry on the wing, Curry passes it right back to and sets up Iguodala for a layup. But LeBron comes flying in from absolutely nowhere for the ultimate chase down block. It was a two-on-one fast break, and uh, probably 99.9% of the time that, that's going to be a finish between Steph and Iguodala. And JR was back. Iguodala out of the pack. He's got numbers if he hurries to Curry. Bounce pass Andre. My main thing was I knew Brown was coming, but just to give him a chance. I was just like, I can't give up on this play. We've come so far. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James with the rejection. James out of nowhere skies to the rim. He bats it away. Huge, huge defensive play by the four-time MVP. Man, that was so big. Both teams are clearly exhausted. Coach Lou calls a timeout at the 109 mark. The Cavs come out of that timeout looking, in my estimation, looking to force a switch of Stephon to Kyrie. Is that how you read that play as well? Uh, yes, because we know Kyrie is exceptional at, at when he has the ball in his hand. And all series, we've been trying to get that matchup you know, point guard versus point guard. And Steph, let's be honest, he's not one of the best defenders in his league. And the best defender in the league is playing next to him, Draymond and his other splash brother, Clay. But they get that switch up, and now he's in the, he, Kyrie goes to work. And, you know, we mentioned this earlier about him being on this big stage and able to step up. Because as a player, 
when you're an elite player and you got other guys that are considered elite, it brings out the best in you. And we all know Steph won MVP unanimous that year. So that's motivation in itself when you won the guys that play the same position. It's different if you say, okay, LeBron wins it and I'm a point guard, you know, different positions. But when it's a guy that plays your position, you out to try to show him up and show you should have been MVP. And that's what this situation presented. And Kyrie met the moment because he surveys for a brief moment before pulling up for the dagger three from the right wing over Curry's outstretched arms. This is a journey I was preparing for my whole life. I had to be ready for it. Irving and Curry, one-on-one. Irving puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! And the Cavaliers by three! They always say defense wins championships. And obviously, you know, you know, we've got some of that coming up shortly. But are there moments where incredible offense simply trumps defense no matter what, even if it's your best defensive effort? Every day, every hour, every minute. Because as an offensive player, I know what I'm going to do. As a defensive player, you can only guess. And with Kyrie's ability to handle the rock and hit them with that step back, and as a defender, you say, okay, you try to think in your mind, okay, the shot clock's running down, which it was in this situation. When will he shoot it? With, you know, five seconds, three seconds, one second, when will he shoot it? And Kyrie shot this with three seconds left to go in the shot clock and then by the bottom of the net. And like I said, Stars love those big moments, and this was the biggest moment for him, Game 7. It's a big shot, without a doubt, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. So the next play down, Steph has Kevin Love isolated at the top of the key with an opportunity to return the favor. He's made so many great shots throughout the entire season for them, which was a historic season, especially at home. 92-89, 52 seconds remaining. I got switched out on to Steph, and I knew he was going to give me everything that he had in his bag. I knew that if I was able to stay down and stay in front of him, that I could, you know, really force him into a tough, contested shot. He gave the ball up after giving me a few crossovers, a few moves, and not being able to get a shot off. Draymond passed it back to him. Curry takes the three, steps back, crossover, puts up a three. Rebound, James. It absolutely felt like it was going to be like, and, and I was as I was watching it, I know the outcome, Rob. I know what happens, but it still felt like. This is finally Steph's moment. Not only, you know, this is this is his opportunity. He, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I was pulling for him. While it would be easy, honestly, to point the finger at Steph for not being able to get a clear look, I'm actually going to elect to praise Love for what I consider the best 15 seconds of defense of his career. I actually think he would agree with that. He would have. Hey, watching him move his feet and get set, it's it's it is so weird in certain moments. You go back to childhood when you taught the techniques on how to play deep and so on how to shoot the basketball. It's amazing how you can pull that in and say, I got to be pitch perfect right here. I got to get down. I got to move my feet. I got to stay in front and I got to contest. And for me, watching that moment, I was like, what? Kevin Love is moving his feet? What? He is contesting. Locking. It was It was a great defensive moment for Kevin Love. Yeah, so Steph's three is off. The Cavs get the rebound. The Warriors are forced to foul LeBron on the other end. They actually had a foul to give, so they actually have to foul him one more time. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I, I vividly remember this play because they foul him on a dive to the basket that almost resulted in one of the best and ones in finals history. Irving drives to James, misses the jam, but foul. You remember that play? Yes, I do. But that's the thing about LeBron. He is so strong. 
only other person I can compare him to is Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. You can try to wrap him up, but the strength and the ability to still get it off is incredible. So you look into this play, you're like, did they just foul him and not wrap him up? And, oh, next thing you know, he's getting a shot off. It's, it's incredible. No, without a doubt. So LeBron makes one free throw, putting him up four. Steph comes down, misses another three on the other end, and the rest is history. It's over! The Cavaliers are NBA champions! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The drought is over! The curse destroyed! 52 years of torment and anguish has been washed away! So Rob, I know we say things like all rings and titles are equal. But do certain wins like this actually stand out a bit more to someone like you that has actually won so much at the highest level? This team had the best record in basketball, meaning the Golden State Warriors. This team was up 3-1. talking about the Golden State Warriors. This team is trying to cement themselves as a dynasty by going to -to back-to-back because there's so many times players look at guys, oh, you want a championship? Oh, that's cute. You didn't go back to back. So this is what the Golden State has on the table right now. But let's just say Cleveland Cavaliers came in and wrecked that shop big time. They came in and destroyed everything they had to offer. They they, they, they set records, you know, first team ever to come back from 3-1, you know, to beat a team that, you know, killed it in the regular season. And, and, and it kind of set a presence like, you know what? It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. It's about what you do in the postseason. And the way Cleveland Cavaliers came back from 3-1 deficit, the way Kyrie stepped up into the moment. And we all know LeBron's going to do his thing, but this was, to me, like I said, Kyrie's coming out party. To be able to accomplish something like that with a group of guys that you genuinely care about and genuinely love, there's no better feeling in the world. We're done. We're done. We did it. We did it. All right. One more break. And when we come back, it's time for our series awards. And of course, the all-important Big Shot Bob Award. Cleveland! This is for you! Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Congratulations, you're the first team in the history of the NBA to come back from a 3-1 deficit. And LeBron, most valuable player, 2016 NBA Finals. Congratulations. We're back here on NBA Finals File. Time to wrap it up, Rob. This was, like you just mentioned, this was a fantastic series. But now it's time for our Finals File Awards. MVP. I I think I can guess it, but who's your MVP for this series? You know, watching these games, man, it, it, it really makes you appreciate the fine art of basketball. It makes you really appreciate not just the star players, but the role players and everything that they have to go through to win win championships. But there's no doubt in my mind that LeBron James was the MVP of this series. You know, he should have been MVP of the series last year, but they lost the series. This guy cemented his legacy each and every moment he stepped on the court. So LeBron James by far. You know, unanimously, unanimous vote. LeBron James. (laughs) There it is. What's going on right now is still so surreal to me. It still hasn't hit me what actually happened. I'm nothing without the city. I'm nothing without y'all. I love all of y'all, and we get ready for next year. I affectionately referred to this version of LeBron that we saw in the last three games of this series as Terminator (laughs) LeBron. And I'm not joking. Like, that's what it felt like. Just it, you know, just it didn't matter what you threw at him. It didn't matter what you hit him with. What you, if you lit him on fire, he was just going to bring it. So I wholeheartedly agreed. You know, LeBron James was incredible. All right, what about best role player in this series? You know, it, it when you have series like this, you try to. I always try to give, you know, the role player someone who comes off the bench. And if Draymond would have been suspended for a game, he would have had my award. But I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with Richard Jefferson. You know, he wasn't playing very many minutes, and he came out and played a significant role, playing good defense on Clay, playing good defense on Draymond. It's little things like that that won't show up in the stat book, but I'm gonna have to go with Richard Jefferson. Not mad at that. RJ makes a lot of sense. You know, Tristan Thompson could have made some sense, but yeah, no, they this is like this this was a this was a great series because you got incredible performances out of the big dogs but you also got great performances and contributions you know kind of all around on both teams so no no arguments there all right what about the coaching matchup 
You know what? This this is one time where you know if this is a rookie of the year award with you know <laughs> I can give <laughs> co rookies of the year co coach I would do that. But think about this though: you down three one, you have to get the ear of your team. You have to get your team in to believe in one another. You got to get the team to play the right way. Think about it. You got Kyrie and LeBron who can be like, okay, in order for us to win this, we have to do it on our own. But no, even though they show like they did it on their own, but they played as a team. So my coaching move goes to Ty Lue. Down 3-1, the comeback, never done before, Ty Lue gets my award, coach. That honestly, that makes the most sense, and that's not taking anything away from what Kerr did. You know, like no, and, not and at all. The excellence of Steve Kerr, but Ty, yeah, th- this is Ty Lue's award, one hundred percent. In fact, we we might need to rename that. You know, much, much like the last award is named after you, this award <laughs> you know, should probably be the Ty Lue award for for that comeback. <laughs> Speaking of that next award, let's wrap it up on the Big Shot Bob Award. Who is the most clutch performer? Kyrie Irving. Yes, I've been preaching it all series. He's his coming out party, and Knowing LeBron in that last game wasn't shooting it particularly well, 9 for 24. Kyrie went 10 for 23. Not that much better, but he was able to knock down that big shot at the end of the game for his second three of the game. So Kyrie Irving is big shot award. Now, a LeBron stand would tell you, well, what, I mean, Big, uh, a, a big play could also be that block, but no, like th- there's no, there's no question. Like that, that shot is legendary. He you know, he hit big shots throughout the, you know, throughout the series, but in particular, like you just mentioned, on the biggest stage, in the biggest moments, Kyrie was that guy. So like I, I'm 100 percent with. You. All right, Rob, absolutely fantastic time, you know, discussing this 2016 NBA Finals with you. Uh, you know, one for the ages, one for the record books, you know, the, 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 to say the least. Okay, actually, before we wrap it up. What does it do for LeBron's legacy at this point? When you look at LeBron's legacy at this point, you know, he went down to Miami and tried to establish himself as a champion, which he did. You know, he didn't win the multiple championships like he thought he would, but at least he got two under his back. Now to go home to Cleveland, where, you know, he where he's from, where he started his career out at, where he went to his first finals, where he got swept by the Spurs. And for him to be back in this situation... And to do it in the manner that he did, down 3-1, winning it on the road. I I wonder if we had a chance to sit down and talk to him. Would this be his sweetest championship? I had to say yes. I think he's actually kind of acknowledged it. In fact, you know, he went as far as it, he straight out said he felt like it, you know, this ring, as you know, regardless of you know, the, you know his eventual total, put him in the conversation for you know greatest of all time. And you know what? There's never going to be a consensus on it, but I, I, I'm actually with him. I'm actually with him. This this ring is what is what is what put me is what put him on my list, at, you know, for those players. I concur. <laughs> All right, folks. Again, we really appreciate you know for Rob. You know, we really appreciate you guys tuning in to this. It's a great time each week discussing these series. In particular, we want to make sure you stick around. You you want to make sure you join us for next week because we have another another series, just coincidentally, that Rob may have participated in. Hmm. <laughs> if you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 